Welcome to Leading Lights. You're about to hear a message from Lighthouse Church. So today is Remembrance Sunday, where we remember, and we didn't do it last year, but once a year we try to remember the year, and in this case we're going to look back two years, and then we look forward, and it's not just, it is remembering those who have sacrificed their lives for a greater cause and we thank God for them but it's bigger than that we remember what God has done in our midst because Christians live on two levels we're aware of the physical level where people go and they sacrifice physically their lives but then there's a spiritual level we're aware there's a greater fight at war than any world war there's a greater war spiritual war and that christ has laid down his life and that christians have laid down their lives sometimes in death or sometimes just in sacrifice for others to find christ and that's what we're all about and so we're going to look back it's a bit like an agm somebody asked me uh, a few months ago if we have an AGM as a church where we look at the finances this is what today is but we do it not as a business meeting more as a celebration as a family of what God has done and what he is going to do but it's also like an AGM a time for you to ask questions and there are no silly questions so I want to just start by talking about vision values and vehicles because when we're evaluating how have we done or what has the past been like, we could line it up against several things. If it's a company, if you're in business and somebody is looking back at an AGM, they line it up against their profit goal. They say, how much profit have we made for our shareholders? That's their standard and they measure everything against that. They may say they're there for a whole lot of other reasons, but at the end of the day, every business wants to make a profit. But a church is not about making a profit. So what are we measuring ourselves against? Some have said, well, you're measuring yourself against what I get, what I want out of church. And so you may come to church wanting great coffee, and the person next to you might come to church wanting a brilliant musical performance, and somebody else might come to church wanting a boyfriend. <laughs> Everyone's got a different expectation, and we don't measure, I'm sorry to break the bad news to you, we don't measure ourselves against what you think you need. What? You mean I'm not the center of the universe? No, you're not. God is. And so we say, God, what do you want? Why is Lighthouse here? What, what did you plant this church for, Lord? We look at the vision, which is what he says we are supposed to do. We look at the values, which is the way that he has put us together. Our DNA, if you like. And the vehicles are the ways that we do what he's called us to do. And I'm going to say a very important point. Vision and values never change. But vehicles change all the time. Vision, where God has called us to go, never changes. Whether there's COVID or not. Whether we've got an easy environment or a difficult one. Whether there's a war going on or everything's going swimmingly. The vision never changes. The values of who God has made us never change. But the way we express it changes dramatically. 
And so at the beginning of 2020, nearly two years ago, I did a, a sermon called Vision 2020 Vision. And I thought, what a clever little name that is. 2020 Vision. We can see perfectly where God's calling us to go. And praise the Lord, I didn't fall into the trap of saying, God has told me X, Y, and Z. Because he hadn't told me. All I knew was, we have a vision and we have values and we're going to try and do it. And then in March, April, COVID happened and all the plans that we had changed. You know it as well as I do. Your life changed so dramatically. Your personal life, your family life, your holidays, your contact with friends and family, your, your own health may have been impacted, your job. Some people's businesses failed or almost failed. Other people were more busy than they've ever been working from home till all hours of the night. Uh, we've had people who have been so lonely. Some have lost loved ones. We have lost loved ones. It's been a, a, a time, two years, where everything was shaken. We preached a sermon or a series of sermons on a shaking, how everything that can be shaken is shaken so that only what cannot be shaken remains. And it was. But I want to say that our vision and our values never changed. It's just the vehicles that we used that changed. And so we're going to look back at that for a bit. I'm going to talk about our vision and values. But first, I just want to talk about our finances. So green is 2018, orange is 2019, red is 2020, blue is this year to date, up to September. And this year's figures are not published figures, they're just our internal accounting figures. So the first slide is the income. I don't know if you can see the numbers where you're sitting, but in 2018 our income for the year was 188,000. 2019, 179,000, 2020, 184, and this year to date, 169,000. That's our income, and that is money that you sacrificially gave. You gave that. You, you sacrificed something else. You could have gone and got a, an ice cream from McDonald's. No, you couldn't. Their ice cream machine never works. <laughs> You could have got a hamburger, but you gave to the Lord. You could have done something else, but you gave to the Lord. You sacrificed. You made a decision, and you gave. And you gave to the Lord. You didn't give to people or to an organization. You gave to God. And we treat your giving as sacred. I was in an elders meeting recently, and we were talking about decisions for spending. And we talked about the fact that every penny is a sacrificed penny that somebody has given in worship to God. And we must take that so seriously. So thank you to you. I, I, I'm amazed how much you give as a church. Thank you. The next slide talks about our monthly numbers. So the top is the tithe income per month. For those four years and you can see it's been fairly static at around 15,000 pounds a month has been coming in now we also get a lump sum grant from the government of about 25,000 pounds a year and that is not included so that's just tithe income it's about 15,000 and then the 
The graph below that is our total expenses per month. And you can see that that's been going up. Yeah, it, it, this is a monthly figure. So it's 14 odd thousand. So we've got a little bit of a surplus, about a thousand or so surplus every month. And we've done that on purpose because we're planning for something. And I'll come to that in a moment. So then the next slide gives you a breakdown of our expenses for the last four years. And I've amalgamated certain expenses into categories. So ministry costs, um, around about 20,000, 15,000 uh, for the year so far. That's a whole lot of expenses that go into running church services and, and various things like that. Also licenses, uh, company expenses, uh, software, all those admin type of costs. The next one is donations. We give a portion, especially of windfall amounts. So whenever we get a big amount in, we, we tithe that, and then we give a small amount every month to various charities and orphanages. Um, and that's the next one. The third one is music and sound, and that goes up and down depending on what's happening. Uh, the next one is rent. And that's our biggest expense. And you can see that in 2020, our rent expense was enormous. And the reason was because we were renting so many different rooms to have church because we were limited to 40 people in a gathering. And so we had to have lots of gatherings in order to allow everybody to come. Uh, I'm so proud of this church, the way that you guys handled that. When, it, when I show you our values, one of our values is that we are flexible. We are not stuck in the mud. We are flexible and innovative. And I saw that from one week to the next. We said, guys, we're going from one meeting to five meetings. And everyone just adapted. It was incredible. And then the government closed down those meetings. So we said, we're just going to have life groups. And everyone adapted. Then we said, we're just going to have it on Zoom for a couple of weeks. We did it. Then we went back and we've changed and we've moved. And the vision and the values have stayed the same, but the vehicles have changed. And you guys have kept your hearts soft. And you've said, I, I'm not stuck in my ways. I don't mind if we don't meet in this place or at this time or in this way or whatever. I'm not fixed. I'm moving with God. So that was rent. The next one is staff costs. Uh, we went down to three staff this year. We went up again to four. Uh, lovely Ife has joined our staff, and that, that staff costs. The next one is outreach and TV. We, if you don't know, we broadcast a weekly TV show on TBN UK and on an American TV station, and that costs us money. And then the last one is savings or profit, surplus. That's how much was left over. And as I say, there's a reason for that as we're planning towards something. We haven't just been accumulating money for the sake of it. Um, but I'll come to that. Our financial statements are visible on our um, website, on the giving page. There's a little link where you can click and you can see the breakdown. Okay, I'm gonna talk about our vision and values and vehicles a little bit. So vision, Matthew 28, verse 19, Jesus said, Go therefore, make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, 
and teaching them to observe all the things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. This is our mission. This is our job. This is where God wants us to go. When God measures success for Lighthouse Church, it's not about how happy or warm and fuzzy we felt. Shocking, I know. It's about how have we done compared to his mission, the Great Commission. And he says, go, that means we look out. It's not about coming in, it's about looking out. Go, make disciples. Obviously, a person has to become a Christian to become a disciple, but it's not just a conversion, it's a disciple, somebody who's being trained as a Christian. Go and make disciples. That is our mission, to make disciples. But then he said, of all nations... And in Acts 1, he said, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. So all nations include St. Helia. It includes St. Saviour. Not so sure about St. Mary. No, I'm joking. It includes every parish in Jersey. Then it includes all of the Channel Islands. Then it includes the UK. It includes France. And then to the ends of the earth, it includes even the furthest, 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 far-flung parts of the world. And he told us to make disciples of all nations. Now, many of us have become good at doing the good, nodding Christian thing where we say, Amen, Amen, but we have no idea how that's going to happen. And we have no plan as to how we're going to make it happen. And for many years of my Christian life, I sat in church and I nodded my head and I said, Amen, we are supposed to make disciples of all nations. And I did nothing about it. I gave a little bit to a missions organization. I prayed for a friend of mine who went as a missionary. But I never thought, how am I going to do that? And we as a church want to do that. We want to do it in St. Helier, in every parish of Jersey. We want to do it in other countries. And we want to do it to the ends of the earth. And the way we have chosen to do that is we've set up a website and a TV ministry. And we are trying to make contact with people all around the world and say, let us help you start a church in your home and we will give you the resources and the help and the prayer and whatever we can to help it happen. And the Lord has blown his blessing on what we have tried to do and i'm so grateful to god a few years ago some big tv executives were visiting jersey they asked to see me i told them what we were doing with our website they said we're going to get you on tv and we've been on tv ever since and thousands probably millions of people have watched it and i get emails every week saying thank you and this is how the lord is using what you're giving us to help us plant churches. If you go to our websites, there are two websites, lighthousejersey.com and leadinglightsnetwork.com. And on both of them, there's a little thing that says what people are saying. And if you click on that, it will show you the testimonies. And there are many, many testimonies of people saying, thank you, we are using your resources to start churches in Africa, Italy, America, England, uh, all over the world. And God is taking a simple act of obedience on our part, and he is multiplying it. And in Jersey, we're trying to grow. You know, we could just remain a nice little comfortable holy huddle of just us. But we're trying to grow, which is why we're looking to move to Holia, because it's a bigger venue. We've planted a congregation in the West 
We had six congregations in hotels all around Jersey because we're looking to go and not just to be happy in ourselves. Amazing. So, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them. We've done many baptisms, most of them in the sea. We did one in a swimming pool, Mark and Carol's swimming pool, last December. It was so cold that our bones were aching and we were baptizing a lady who needed to get baptized. In fact, three. There were three baptisms that day and we've done many since then. Baptizing in the name of the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them, teaching them. We are supposed to be teaching and so we, we do that. We put a big emphasis on teaching. But I want you to notice the next few words. Teaching them to observe all the things that I have commanded you. Please would you just focus on that for a few moments with me. Who is Jesus speaking to? He's speaking to his 12 apostles. And probably some others. But his main guys. And he says, I've commanded you to start churches, to do all these great things, to do miracles, to lay hands on the sick to be leaders for me. And then he says, you're supposed to teach every other Christian to obey everything I've told you to do. So everyone is supposed to be a minister. I'm not sure if you click that in your mind. He's talking to his apostles who he said as the main leaders. And he says, everything I've told you to do, you're supposed to teach everyone else to do. So there is no clergy and laity. There is no reverend holy special ones and the the normal audience no there's none of that we are all part of those 12 apostles because he said you teach everyone to do everything i've told you to do we are all the same and we are all ministers all of us every one of us and i'm so proud of our church when we had to go to six meetings, people had to lead worship who'd never led worship before. People had to step up and lead meetings, preach, do things. Uh, there was pastoring that had to happen on a, on a spread out basis. I and the few elders could not visit everybody, could not phone everybody, could not counsel everybody. The level of emotional stress in the community was so high that every, just about every conversation I had turned into a very serious counseling session and we were overwhelmed, overwhelmed. And I heard about people calling each other, visiting each other, leaving food for each other, organizing walks on the beach because we weren't allowed to meet in homes. And I saw the body of Christ doing what the Great Commission tells us to do, where we are all ministers and we're not looking at the paid reverend to do everything. No, we were saying, what can I do? Amazing. Amazing. So I believe we've come out of COVID stronger. We went into it with two eldership couples. We've come out of it with five eldership couples. We've come out of it with more worship leaders, more volunteers, and, and people have understood, they've caught the vision that I am a minister. I'm not going to call the minister, I'm going to be the minister. Amen? I've told this joke before. But have you ever been in a car when you're driving into St. Helier from the west or wherever, and the traffic is just backed up and you're stuck, you're not moving, and you call someone, it happened to me a while ago, and I called my wife and I said, I'm stuck in traffic 
And as I was saying that, somebody in another car was looking at me, and they were on their phone, and you know what occurred to me? I'm not in traffic, I am the traffic. Someone is looking at me and saying to their loved one, I'm stuck in traffic. They're thinking I'm the traffic, I'm thinking they're the traffic, we're all the traffic. In the church, the devil wants us to look at someone else and say, they're the one who must do it. I'm the one who must be ministered to, they're the one who must minister to me, and God says, we're all the ones. Amen? Amen. Instead of looking around and saying, who will meet my needs, look and say, whose needs can I meet? And we've done that, church. You've done that. And then he says, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And then he says, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. This shows that he's not just giving us a task and then standing back and saying, get on with it. He's saying, I'm with it. I'm with you in it. I'm right here in the midst of it. And as you're doing this great commission, church, Jesus says, I am with you. The more we do it, the more he's with us. We sometimes think God lives in the church and I must come to church to find God. He says, no, no, I'm with you as you're going. Here, I'm, God is here, but he says, I'm with you as you go. Lo, I'm with you to the ends of the earth, to the ends of the age. He is with us as we're doing it. The mum who is discipling her children, the, the person who's working long hours to look after their family, the person who's trying to witness to a friend at work, Jesus is with you in it. And we've seen that through the pandemic, that church is not a meeting. It is us doing what God has called us to do. Amen? Well done. Well done, church. So that's our mission, and it never changes. In 50 years' time, if I'm still alive and Lighthouse is still here, that will still be our mission. In 500 years' time, if the church is still here, that will still be our mission. It always has been. It always will be until Jesus comes again. That is our mission. The church's mission is not to make people feel happy. The church's mission is to do what Jesus told us to do. Amen? Amen. Let me just talk about our values. Values are many. And so we've tried to just summarize them. And we put them on a, on a slide. So have a look at those and see if those resonate with you. Our values as a church, what makes us different to other churches? There are many words that we could use, and you may use different words, but it's a feeling. It's a flavor of our church. The one value that isn't on there that should be is multiracial. Um, and yeah, we, God has put us together in such a beautiful way. I'm so grateful to God, but we're all about the Word of God, relationships, worship, the power of the Spirit, miracles, um, outreach, the lost, being flexible, being diverse. These are our values. And people can taste it. People can sense it or, or feel it when they come into our church. That is who we are. And I want to say that will never change because that's who God has made us to be as a church. We are not religious and stuck in our ways. We change as God wants us to change, but our vision stays the same and our values of reaching out and being genuine and real and not weird and religious, those will always stay the same. Okay, let me just give you a few um, report backs on our outreach around the world. So we have an app called Leading Lights. 
app. And just in the last two years, we've had 755 downloads. In total, it's been nearly 1,900. But that's just a map in the last two years of where people are downloading our app. I can't tell you how precious it is to me that we as a little local church on a small island can be reaching people in the ends of the earth. It's amazing. Podcast listens is the next one. This is the audios of our sermons. We've had 22,000 in the last year, the last 12 months. And those are just a few of the countries. So the 17K is America, 644, I want to say Spain, but it's all over the world. Praise the Lord. Okay, the next one is videos watched. There we go. So how have we done? I think we've done well. But how are we going in the future? I want to just emphasize, we're keeping the vision and the values foremost in our minds. But how are we going to do it? We are trying to find a bigger venue. And I believe we will move to Holia. There's just been some administrative hiccups. So we're waiting for them. We're ready to move when they are. But even if that doesn't happen, it's not going to phase us we still are going to be reaching out, trying to make disciples, going out, trying to reach people, teach them and disciple them in Jersey and around the world. I want to just talk about Jersey for a few moments. The congregation in the West sprang up during COVID. They started meeting at the Jersey Bowling Club, at the, the bowls place there. And then they moved to the Lekenabe School Hall, a beautiful school hall. And on the 19th of December, we're all going to gather there for a Christmas service on Sunday morning. So you guys can all see it. But there's about 35 people who are meeting there. There's a small uh, core who are organizing things. And there's some lovely people there. Um, they're doing a great job. But I'm going to ask you to ask the Lord to, to see if he wants you to be there as well. And it may be that he wants you just there once a month or twice a month, or more, or permanently. But the reason we're doing this is to reach the lovely lost people in the west of the island. And we want to reach them. And we need every type of person. And so I'm praying and asking, please will you consider coming out and helping us in the west. You know what? Church is not just about my needs and my comfort and what can I get out of it. It's about doing the Great Commission. How can I help the, the people who are out there? And then life groups. We believe that a Sunday service is fantastic, but in life groups, there are things you can do and experience that you cannot get at a big Sunday service. At a big Sunday service, you get a person speaking to you, because we can't all discuss. There's too many of us. But in a life group, you can ask questions. You can give your opinion. You can, you can go on rabbit trails and say, what about this? And we can discuss things. We can minister more personally to one another. And when the Bible talks about making disciples, I believe that really happens in small groups. Now, COVID has changed everything for us. And so most of our life groups have changed or stopped meeting, but we want to revive them. 
And so we want to start from January a big new batch of life groups and courses. We normally, once a term, so three times a year, we try to press the reset button on life groups and we say if you're in a group, you can change at the end of a term. If you're leading a group, you can change or stop or start. We try to reset them three times a year so that it doesn't get stale. But we want to give a big push at the start of next year. And so we've got normal life groups, we've got a marriage course, we've got a parenting course that Bron and I are very excited about leading. We've got a work as worship course. There's an alpha course or a basic Christians, Christianity course. Um, you may want to attend a group or host a group or lead a group, um, or you may want to help in the West. Now you might say to me, what is that big funny picture on the right? That's a QR code. And if you point your, your camera, your phone camera at that right now, most phones will give you the option of going to a website where there's a questionnaire where you can reply and say, I want to be in a group or I want to help learn how to lead a group or whatever. I want to help in the West. And I'm going to ask us to spend a few moments now being very practical and saying, Lord, what do you want me to do in response to what I've heard today? Now, if you don't have a phone with a camera on it, you can go to the church's What's On page on our website, so lighthousejersey.com. On the What's On page, right at the top, there's a link that you can click if you want to fill out this questionnaire. It'll take you five minutes at the most, and then if we get all the responses back today, then we'll be able to say, right, we can start three new groups or five new groups, we can do something with a course or, or maybe postpone a course or start another course. We can get everything organized so that in January we can launch and we're looking for people to help with the West. Just one last thing I haven't mentioned is that we believe God has opened a door for children and youth ministry for our church. I don't know if you've noticed, but just about every week, the number of children at the front is getting bigger and our teenage ministry is going from strength to strength. And so we're praying for more funds. When I said we were saving money towards something, we're saving money towards employing a youth pastor. And that's why we've got a buffer and that's why we've got a slight excess every month. We don't want to save money. We want to invest it in the kingdom. So pray for the youth and the kids, but especially for us to find the right person to work in youth. Thanks for listening. Please visit leadinglightsnetwork.com for more resources and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Please consider supporting this ministry by making a donation on the giving page at leadinglightsnetwork.com or lighthousejersey.com.